Good morning and welcome to chapel. We're glad you're here. For those of you that have been participating in the It's About Time bingo card, two weeks left. And then the grand prize drawing. Elizabeth, do I have that right? Thank you. Okay. Good deal. Uh, today, thank you, Chaley, for bringing the spoken word. Uh, Stacy for being uh, the reader. Um, as always, Jessica, great music. And then we want to give a special thanks and blessings to Ryan, who has been with us over the sum summer, uh, occasionally contributing to a liturgical support. Uh, Ryan leaves early tomorrow morning for the Church Divinity School of the Pacific, which is a part of the Graduate Theological Union in Berkeley, California, uh, the consortium of uh, seminaries uh, that a number of church bodies use. It is the, the uh, Graduate Theological Union that our own Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary is attached to. So Ryan, as you head off, God go with you. And now uh, for the starter of worship so that we know who we're worshiping next to. And those individuals are not strangers to us. First, a generous thank you to our um, early childhood learning center preschool staff that is here today. A round of applause for those folks. Thanks, and come back. But turn to your neighbor in the Disney or Marvel comic universe. Who's your favorite? And if you could trade out one day with that individual, what would you do? Do you need me to repeat that? Disney or the um, MCU world character, and if you trade it out one day, what would you do as that character? Talk amongst yourselves, go. Okay, that was excellent, thank you. Um, I invite your applause of encouragement uh, for Millie, who is leaving uh, the university after serving here for 15 years. Millie, on your way, go with God. Full disclosure, Tinkerbell to be on the high wire at night and able to throw um, pixie dust out. I think that would be very cool, but only for a day. Enough of that. We stand and we sing together our opening hymn, 717.
We gather in this time to worship God, the creator of universes, the comforter of the troubled and despairing, the good and guiding shepherd, the loving mother and father of us all. We come to worship. Let us pray. Holy God, dwelling in every land, whose mercy shines into the corners of life, we give you thanks for taking the time to love those who have been left out, those whose hearts have been broken, those who have been oppressed, and those who have been struck by misfortune. Bless us now, Lord. Amen. Today's reading is from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 9, verse 12. For no one can anticipate the time of disaster. Like fish taken in a cruel net, and like birds caught in a snare, so mortals are snared at a time of calamity, when it suddenly falls upon them. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Good morning. Hearing Stacy read today, I can't help but think, good planning, Che, way to pick the easygoing verse. <laughs> As I think about time and the way that time can be broken down, I am brought back to a single moment that changed the life of someone very close to me, and consequently, my life as well. Now, before I get into all of that, I'd like to share something with you all about myself. I love to plan ahead. Shocking, considering my current place as executive assistant for Mission Identity and my current self-proclaimed status as the poster child for the Enneagram Ones. Yet, as all of us have experienced so deeply this year, we can't plan ahead for trauma. Today, I'm going to tell you a story about a different November. 13 years ago, my family was altered forever. More specifically, my sister Gabrielle. This was the mid-2000s, so her biggest worries at the time were how short her miniskirt was and if mom and dad had found out about the secret boyfriend. She was also a fantastic athlete, standing at five foot one, about 100 pounds of pure teenage angst. She was a force to be reckoned with on the soccer field. It was the last game of the season, and though my sister normally played defense, her coach had her play forward. Now, I'm not saying that competitiveness and aggression is a family trait, but let's just say that I'm the meek one of the family. <laughs> this aggression on the soccer field is what my sister brought with her as she went up against a player on the other, other team that stood at about 5'8". And then, calamity. Both of them fall to the ground, and the other girl gets up. My sister doesn't. She remains there laying on the field, repeating, I can't see. There's something in my eye. My contact broke. Also important to know, my sister already had terrible vision. She normally wore glasses, but this was her first game with contact lenses. It wasn't turf or part of her contact in her eye. Based on the way the two had collided, the other girl's elbow or finger hit my sister perfectly in the eye to detach her retina. There was a one in a million chance of this happening. Four major eye surgeries later, my sister has permanent scarring and can no longer see out of her right eye. She was 15. 
All of that was caused in a split second. I digress for a moment as I want to share something my sister said about what she remembers from that split second. On November 4th, I played the soccer game that changed my life. I am reminded by what my dad said to me right after. As I was laying on my back on the field, he said, I will come out there and get you, but if I do, you won't be able to play anymore. So I picked myself up and walked off the field. He is the kind of dad who will always come get me, but will also always give me the chance to stand on my own two feet and take care of myself. She is the strongest person I know, and I work in mission identity with some pretty strong women. But my sister, she is the epitome of resilience for me. Yet for that strength to come forward, she needed time. She needed my father to work all of the time to ensure that our insurance would cover her surgeries. She needed my mom to take time off of work to put her eye drops in every two hours. She needed her best friend to take some time on her way home to visit my sister every day. For me, I was 10 years old and thought I was pretty much useless during this whole thing, but she needed my time too. After her surgeries, my sister had this really cute eye patch, not really, that she had to wear, <laughs> and she wasn't allowed to watch TV. For any of you with siblings, the whole, if one can't do something, then the other really can't thing might resonate with you as well. So since she wasn't allowed, neither was I. So my job was to read out loud to my sister every day. We went through Junie B. Jones, Henry and Mudge, Magic Treehouse, The Works. Hence, I can talk out loud for days. I was also in charge of reading my sister's textbooks to help her with her homework. At 10, my vocabulary, nor my ability to sound out words, allowed me to pronounce things like parabola or Pythagorean's theorem. My 23-year-old self is barely hanging on to those words. So I decided I would just skip over those words when reading the textbooks. <laughs> it came as no shock that my sister consequently failed Algebra 2. <laughs> it is that time that I spent with her that is what led me to you today, to be able to speak in front of all of you. And let me tell you, you are a much kinder audience than Gabrielle Koizumi ever was. It was also in this time that my family and I were like the fish caught in a net or the birds in a snare. We were trapped. We worked hard to move forward to make the best of our situation. But we had been caught, unable to swim or fly away. Trapped by a time of calamity that had suddenly fallen upon us without any time to prepare. And we felt this way for years. There are times when we still feel trapped. I would venture to say that many of you have felt trapped this year and other times. Yet, like the fish and the birds, we don't travel alone. We are a school and we are a flock. 13 years ago, my flock was my family and we were in the snare together. You, Cal Lutheran, you are my school. Thank you for being in this time with me, amen.
Now is the time when we leave to walk with God into the world. Now is the time to give thanks for the ways God will use our hands and our feet for worthy work. Now is the time for us to act with deeds of justice, mercy, and love, small and large. Holy and life-giving God, as you have promised to be with us all the time, hold us accountable to be with you equally. Amen. Be called, be empowered, be loved and encouraging, be hopeful and hope-filled, be known by God in God's time. Amen. I invite you to share a sign of God's peace with those all around you.